All right. Hello, Kenosha. This is Devon for Line for Line. I am back with my very special guest. We will be covering the Week 12 slate of the NFL schedule this week. And go ahead and introduce yourself, special guest. Hey, how's it going out there, Kenosha? This is DeAndre Gatson, um, host of the Football All the Time podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Football All the Time 365. You can follow the Facebook page, Football All the Time 365. I will do a, be doing a relaunch coming here soon. I was on a hiatus due to, due to some uh, personal issues, but I just want to thank Devon for giving me the opportunity to get back and talk in football, which I love to do. And uh, you guys can look out for my hot takes and posts and things of that nature coming up in the uh, very, very near future. And you listeners at home, just know line for line, we'll be sharing all of his stuff. This is a really great guy. I don't think I would be able to do this alone without this guy. So just just know he has some hot stuff in the works all right i appreciate that bro no problem so let, let's give them what they want they want to hear our take on week 13 this this week so tomorrow will be the dallas who are three and eight at baltimore who's six and four right now how do you feel about that game uh, i don't know how to feel with with COVID striking that's a tricky one i think dallas is playing better football than earlier uh-huh. than in the season um I think their defense is finally peaking. I don't know if you could <laughs> think with a defense that bad, but I think that they come out, they give a good effort. If Lamar Jackson does not play, I haven't read anything about the COVID concerns with him. But if he plays, I think Baltimore wins a close one. But if he doesn't play, I look, I look for Dallas to pull the upset. But we are picking, so I'm going to just go with Baltimore by a score. Okay, okay. Um, I'm definitely not a Dallas fan. Um, I think that they have a lot – of issues to work out this year, especially with them losing Dak, which was a huge blow to their entire organization. Like I said last week, get well soon, Dak, um, the franchise tag. That's a whole mess there. But I think Baltimore is going to wipe wipe their nose on this one. Today's December 6th, so we have a slew of games for the Sunday slate. Um, The first one that I see at my paper here, I don't know if I want to speak on that one first, but I will because – the sec the home team I spoke on them last week, and you said some good things about them as well too. We have New Orleans, who's nine and two, at Atlanta, who's four and seven. How do you feel about that one, D? Um, uh, Devon, I, I feel a trap coming. Uh, <laughs> I feel a trap coming. I liked Atlanta last week in one of my uh in one of the picks, uh-huh. and I think that was the upset pick. And I'm I'm sticking to my guns again. I think Atlanta's playing for Raheem Morris, the interim coach. He he's fighting for to keep the job as uh. To get a contract, uh-huh. and uh, it'd be nice to see a brother, you know, snatch one of these head coaching jobs. And I think Atlanta's playing for him. They're playing well. Matt Ryan's a seasoned vet. Drew Brees' absence will come back to bite the Saints at some point. I don't think they go five and zero like they did with Teddy Bridgewater. I think they, they drop this one. Okay. Um, I got it. I got Atlanta. I got Atlanta thirty, New Orleans 20, uh, twenty-three. Okay, I, I definitely see that happen. Um, for some from some strange reason, I'm gonna roll with New Orleans on this one, even though I do not like them. I'm rolling with New Orleans on this one. I want Atlanta to bounce back because I love Julio Jones, Ridley, you know, but I, I just think New Orleans will pull this one off. All right. So <laughs> I don't know why I printed this one because this next one has Detroit four and seven at Chicago, five and six. And you already know that's my favorite team in the whole entire world. So I'll definitely let you address that one first. I just want to give you props, man. Uh, I thought you tried to jinx my boys last week, but we end up putting a 40-piece on you guys. Um, I, I tried to tell people for like two weeks ahead of the game that the Packers were going to put up 40 on those guys. The Bears, they're just playing with no heart right now. Even though I said I was going to let you speak first, they're playing with no heart right now. 
the defense just looked like ghosts out there. You know, they just looked like they didn't know what was going on. Maybe they had like a stomach virus or something like that. They just did not look right at all out there. Yeah. But um, Chicago is definitely struggling. Uh, Matt Nagy is losing control of his players in his locker room from the things I, I read and I see on social media. Um, this is a tough game. Um, Detroit just fired their coach and GM. I don't think they have anything else to play for. They're the Detroit Lions, man. They, they just can't get off the mat. Um, I'm going to pick your Chicago Bears in a, in a close one. I got Chicago 20, Detroit 17. No way. You got Chicago winning that one? Chicago gets back to 500. Because it, it, you got it's the left, lesser of two evils, like our past election years. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I definitely feel you. Um, Chicago's definitely not out of playoff contentions, but – even if they do, it'll be a first-round exit. And like I said, I'm a diehard Bears fan. I just think that there's no salvaging this season. But maybe I could be wrong. You know, I'm not right with everything I say, correct? Well, you know, we I can't get them all right. I wish I could. I probably wouldn't be uh, <laughs> yeah. probably be in Bristol somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have to, um, I have to channel my inner WWE for this next one right here. Give me two seconds. All right. <clears throat> JR, this is a slobber knocker. This is a slobber knocker. JR, JR, we have Cleveland eight and three heading into Tennessee eight and three as well. This is a slobber knocker right here. We spoke last week on how great Cleveland was playing. We spoke on how well Tennessee was running the ball as well too. What do you think about this one, D? I really think this is going to be a slobber knocker here. I, I, I'm in, a, I'm in agreement with you, buddy. I think that if you play quarterback to either team, be prepared to have a maximum of probably twenty attempts. Yes, sir. Nick Chubb. Derrick Henry, Kareem Hunt, backups for Tennessee are going to pound the rock. They're going to run the ball, but this is going to be a high-scoring game if that because both defenses are suspect. Yes, sir. So you're going to get a lot of points, but you're going to get guys pounding the rock. If you love running backs, please tune into this game today. Uh, this is the biggest game of Baker Mayfield's career. I mm -hmm. often call him Baker the Faker <laughs> coming, coming to his career. I thought he was too brash for a guy that's done nothing. Yeah. But I like what he's doing. He's game management. Kevin Stefanski. He used him the same way the Vikings used Kirk Cousins when they had their early success with him in Minnesota. I look for Tennessee to win this game, oh. but I think uh, Cleveland Cleveland keeps it close. I, I don't think they have enough yet. I don't think they're that team yet to win a game like this. I'm picking Tennessee, and I like the way Mike Rabel coaches his guys. I like Tennessee, and I like the MV, my, uh, my MVP front runner, non-quarterback. Derrick Henry to have another 130 yards rushing and a couple scores. Now, just know that Miles Garrett is back in for Cleveland as well, too. Does that alter anything that you may say about your pick? When Tannehill drops back, he better keep his head on the swivel, but he won't be doing a lot of that because he'll be handing off to that uh that beast of a running back. And I don't I don't see Miles My Garrett doesn't affect the run game enough for me. He's not a Reggie White on the end or Lawrence Taylor. He doesn't affect, he only affects it in one way, and that's getting after the passer. Mm -hmm. So I like Derrick Henry to stay between the tackles, not outside the tackles, between the tackles, and and gash Cleveland's defense late. And uh, Tennessee pulls away from and now. It's just so insane that Cleveland's actually eight and three because obviously you know the history of the Cleveland Browns. And we spoke on this last week too. Like they're actually surprisingly good and exceeding expectations, you know, eight and three. Like you said, you feel they will sneak into the playoffs, maybe a maybe a first round exit or not. But I'm I'm proud of them no matter what they do because eight and yeah. three, oh, yeah. that says a lot about Cleveland Browns right now. You know, with no OBJ, you know, like that says a lot. Like Yep, and I don't think they have him going forward, but we'll 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 dive into that when we collab on some some later topics. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. It, it's year. insane they're actually doing better than my Chicago Bears, who are sitting at five and six. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, right. Next next one on the slate, we have Cincinnati 
who are two and eight at Miami, who's seven and four, which is extremely surprising for Miami. You know, what do you think about this one here? Miami stays the course. Uh, they have a Brian Flores is a hell of a coach. Um, he's turned that that culture around in Miami. Uh-huh. Um, I think they get after it. They win this game. Uh, no Joe Burrow. Miami defense plays well. They keep pacing it in the AFC East, and uh, they get the win. Yes, sir. I, I'm roaming with Miami on that one as well because, like you just stated, no Joe Burrow. Even with Joe Burrow, they were only sitting at two and eight. So I'll definitely give that one to Miami, who are surprisingly good too, and I can see them in the playoffs, right? Definitely see Miami making the playoff push. Um, with that extra seed, you're going to get a lot of competition late in the year to get that last seed. Uh, both conferences are ultra competitive, and COVID is pulling no punches on <laughs> screwing up uh, potential uh, Super Bowl seasons for some of these teams. Yes, sir. So this next game, we have Jacksonville, who sit at one and ten, who will be going into Minnesota, who's five and six. Jacksonville is in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. So Jacksonville will get rolled today. Yes, sir. Um, this will not be competitive. Um, I think teams will start to peak. Contenders will start to peak around this time. And pretenders will start to show you, front offices will start to show you their plan all along was to get a top five pick. And Jacksonville is one of those franchises. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm rolling with Minnesota on that one as well, too. They're definitely hungry. They, they want to be in playoff hunt. So I, I can see them taking down the Jaguars. Now, this next one, I'm going to pick this one as my upset of the day because we have Las Vegas at 6-5 and five heading into New York, 0-11. Okay, you got the Jets. I think I'm, I'm going to take Gruden and the, uh, and the um, Raiders. Okay, okay. This, <laughs> New York's bad. They ha- Are they 0-16 bad? I guess we'll <laughs> never know until they actually go 0-16. They'll, they'll win. I think they'll win a game. I don't think it'll be this one. I think they might squeak one out in, in the division. But I think Las Vegas gets the win. It's going to be close. Um, New York's just not a good team. They don't care for their coach. Um, the culture is just is just bad. I, I think I think uh, Las Vegas comes in there and they 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 take care of them pretty handy. Okay, I'll give you that one. So next we have Washington at four and seven, heading into ten and zero Pittsburgh. This is my upset of the week. Um, Pittsburgh is on upset alert, coming off a very short week. Um, playing bad football at Baltimore. I think that carries over into today. Washington has the momentum, the rest, coming off the big win in Dallas. Um, look for Washington to get the win at uh, at Pittsburgh today. Okay. Oh, wow, wow. Coach. Great. Can't win every game. <laughs> and pick, Pittsburgh is a fraudulent, undefeated team. Oh, wow. You really think so? Um, Very, I think they're fraudulent because they haven't beaten anybody. You go through their schedule, they beat Daniel Jones, they beat uh, Sam, I, they beat some backup quarterbacks. They beat the uh, Broncos without Drew Locke, I believe. Uh, just, just some very, very, very mediocre teams. They did beat Cleveland, but they psychologically they got a hold over Cleveland for the last twenty years in the AFC North. So I really don't put too much stock into that. Yes, they beat mm-hmm. Baltimore twice, but the last game they played with Baltimore, Baltimore has their full lineup. They win that game easily. So. Oh wow. Um, what I can say, I have no stake in this game. So I can't pick a winner on this one. Um, I would like to see Washington win, but I'm not going to say they're going to win. Like I said, I'm not going to pick anyone. Um, I definitely love what Terry McLaurin is doing out there. That guy is a beast, you know. And just to piggyback off what you were saying, the same goes for the Seattle Seahawks. Because um, obviously all, all of the MVP chance for Russ early on in the season, they said, oh, look how well he's playing. But look, they were playing no one. If you look at their schedule, who they played, like the first four to five games, they played no one. 
And of course, they were expected to win those games that they did. But look at them now. People are saying, oh, well, now they're struggling. They're not looking so good. Granted, they're eight and three, but they're saying, oh, well, Russ is struggling. They're not looking as good. What's going on? So just to piggyback off of what you were saying with that one. I agree. Okay, so I, I see you um, have Pittsburgh being taken down tonight. Okay, that, that's very, very scary. I was 2-0 and and upset picks, people. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> listen to the show. <laughs> All right, now now we have Indianapolis sitting at 7-4, and four, heading into Houston, who's 4-7. and seven. All right, man. See, you, you, you do this to me back-to-back every time, just like last week. Upset special. Upset special. Deshaun Watson gets his fifth win of the year. Phillip Rivers turns the ball over a lot. I got Houston. I, and I said this last week, people, that two-plus touchdowns in the NFL is a blowout. Look back to the Indianapolis Colts and that soundbite we had. I said they'll get handled by Tennessee. Yeah. I think they went by about 20. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Houston wins by 10-point double digits. They handle them easily. Phillip Rivers makes a late surge, but he turns the ball over too much. Deshaun Watson is too much to handle at home. Uh, okay, um, I can definitely see Indianapolis taking that one, but I do have a question since we're speaking on Houston. Four and seven, is that because Hopkins left, or is it because of the coach? What's up with that? Help me understand. People that. don't like Bill O'Brien. I'm gonna defend Bill O'Brien here. People don't like him. If they think DeAndre Hopkins was gonna turn around a bad defense, then they're sadly mistaken. Just DeAndre Hopkins would have had phenomenal numbers, but Houston was still lost to the likes of Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so they were still, you know, it, it it's it's it was basically a bad football team that traded away one of their best players. He's not making that much of a difference. Uh, he has Kyler Murray in Arizona, and they're barely in the playoff hunt. So, I, I the DeAndre Hopkins is a great player, but let's not get it twisted. It's not like they traded away Deshaun Watson. Is so. is Hopkins the best receiver in the NFL? No, uh, no, um, no. If, if Hopkins is Spanish for Adams. Then yeah, Devontae Adams <laughs> is the best player, best uh, wide receiver in football right now, number seventeen up in Green Bay. Some people are going to be ready to call in next week about that comment right there. Call, you know what? We should get some calls because I would love, love to take some people to school. I'd love to take some people to school. This is, and one more question before we move on too. So how come I don't hear? Maybe it's being said or being written, but I haven't saw it or heard it. I'm not seeing any criticism for Deshaun Watson right now. Um, if this was Trubisky, because I'm just saying this because they always want to put. Trubisky in that Mahomes Deshaun Watson category. Why is Watson not receiving any criticism for his team being four and seven and struggling? Just help me understand that. Uh, here's the thing with Mitchell Trubisky and what the media does. No one wanted to see him get drafted that high because no one was predicting it. I noticed when the media doesn't predict it, then it was wrong by the organization. Uh-huh. The Bears picked the guy that they thought was best for their offense and what they wanted to do. And to Matt Nagy's credit, he did not inher- he inherited. Mitchell Trubisky. I feel Matt Nagy would have went after a Mahomes or Deshaun Watson if he had that job a year uh-huh. earlier. Um, Deshaun Watson is the better of the two players, but people, I think what people are looking at is if Deshaun Watson is in Chicago with that defense, he makes he makes better throws, he makes better decisions, and he he gets the team further. Yeah. You guys had no business when I say you guys, the Bears had no business losing to Philadelphia in that division. Oh my right. god! But to to Mitchell Trubisky's credit, I, I'm so sorry to cut you off. He did everything that was asked of him. You know, he 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 took the team down the field. He's he set up the drive. He 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 did what was asked of him. You know, he he looked pretty I, good. He didn't make any stupid decisions. You know, he he, he did what was asked of him. And I hate to compare Deshaun Watson to these all-time greats. I'm not doing this. I'm comparing scenarios. I like what you said. That he did everything they asked him asked him to do. But the likes of John Elway, the likes of uh, Favre and Rodgers, 
they go above and beyond what's asked of them. Yes, sir. So that drive should that drive if that's Deshaun Watson or Pat Mahomes, that's probably a touchdown drive. Okay. Instead of a, a, a selling for a field goal. Okay. That's the intangible that Mitchell Trubisky doesn't possess that the the come uh the guys like Deshaun Watson have. Now Deshaun Watson did let a lead slip away in Kansas City last year in the playoffs. I get all that. But I think when everybody looks at the, at the eye test, Deshaun Watson is just the, the better quarterback and Mitchell Trubisky gets the credit because the media didn't want his, want to see that guy get picked that at that spot in the draft, so they're gonna they're gonna pile on. I feel that. And just for the listeners at home, um, you you guys all have Google. Just compare the stats between Deshaun Watson and Mitchell Trubisky. They're not that far off. Maybe they may be a little bit higher this year because obviously Trubisky was benched for Nick Foles. But if you just look, if you look at the stats, they're not that far off. They're not that far off. I just want everyone to know that. And you know what? We got a little bit of time today. I'm gonna defend my boy Trubisky. I'm actually wearing his jersey right now. Um. Like, yeah, I saw that on your live. Man. Yeah. I saw it <laughs> like like I said, um, people, it, it's just um the circumstances people get put in. The Bears have been a horrible organization for the past umpteen years. You know, they've had no mask on offense or at quarterback in the last umpteen years. So you bring in this young kid, Trubisky, who, like you said, the media didn't project him to be that high. So it turned a lot of heads, and they're like, hmm, why are they taking him so so high? But you take this young kid and you bring him to a team who has Mike Glennon at quarterback let me say that one more time mike glennon who it was his first year oh i'm sorry my mic is up but it was his first year as well too playing for the bears too so you bring in a rookie quarterback who is behind another person's first year in the offense and you expect him to turn it around and be superman it doesn't work that way um you really have to groom quarterbacks up nowadays there's only going to be so far in between where you'll get a pat mahomes who comes in and is just ready to rock and roll like that without having to sit and watch, you know? I, de- I definitely I definitely agree with some of your take. Um, Mitch Trubisky, I don't feel bad for the Bears organization because the <laughs> Packers once passed on, uh, I believe, four Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Um, Barry Sanders, Deion Sanders, Derek Brooks, and I forget the other guy back in the 89 draft. We took Tony Mandridge at two, a left tackle. Incredible bulk for the older listeners out there. Um, they know who I'm talking about. So I don't feel any sympathy for the Bears organization for passing on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson because I did not want to see them uh, for 60-plus games over the next 20 <laughs> years. So uh, you guys can keep Mitch Trubisky, but I feel like he's serviceable. He's not a guy that's going to take you where you want to go. Um, if that defense elevates again, he can get you Rex Russman-type success. You might, got, get to, you might get to a Super Bowl, but you're going to lose to the superior quarterback. And I think this is the year you guys don't take the tires on any older, middle-aged guy. You guys really go out there, do your due diligence, and find a franchise quarterback. Because what would suck for you guys if Minnesota moves, uh, excuse me, if Detroit moves off staff and they get their guy, we and Rogers' tenure is up, and Jordan Love becomes what we think he is. That's a that's Green Bay with three straight Hall of Fame quarterbacks with a lock on the division, and that's Detroit taking a step up at that position. That's what you guys can't afford. So it's crucial that you find that guy within the next four years. Yes, that's very very true. And my my thing is too with. Trubisky, I, I really don't want to see him go. I, 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 I'll like to see him stay, but I definitely feel like you do need to bring in someone else to um to watch. Not saying you're watching Trubisky, but you're watching just NFL. You're constantly in the meeting room, team huddles, doing everything you can do to be the best person you possibly can be. So they should definitely go out and get a younger guy. And my thing with that, too, a lot of people say, oh, well, it's time for the Bears to tank to get a high pick. I'm like, First off, even if they do tank right now, they're not going to tank enough to get, like, a top five pick anyway. And, like, I was doing some research as well, too, but obviously history can prove it to you as well, too. You don't necessarily have to tank to get, like, that top guy, you know? 
because I don't remember the Patriots tanking again. Tom Brady. Tom Brady wasn't a first round pick, was he? No, he was not. Was Tom Brady a second round pick? No, he was not. Was he a third round pick? <laughs> no, he. <was> not. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm just, I'm just trying to put that out there too, you know, because like you, you can find a, a hidden gem wherever, you know. It's, it's, it's just. I, 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 if Dallas wants to move off Dak, you guys should take a plunge. I like that. I, I, I think I, I, I covered that last week. Remember, I told my, yeah. my guy who's a big Cowboys fan, I, I would not mind seeing Dak there. Not at all, Dak. Um, if you want to just draft a quarterback and bring Sam Darnold in for competition purposes, because the Jets will probably move off him, the Bears have options. You just got to get it right. You guys can draft a middle linebacker, man. You guys can do that with your eyes closed. Yeah. My <laughs> thing is drafting I, a quarterback. I'm just not so sold no. on management in Chicago. I don't know what it is. I don't like. I don't like their mindset, how they handle their business. I, it's just it's weird being a Chicago Bears fan for so many yeah, years. Man. Same with my, same with my Packers. I don't want to get too far off topic. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's another time. It, for us. We, uh, I think organizations get stuck into what what they have success in. Yes, sir. Let's... I still have that mind success mindset from '85. Drafting, developing defense. We still have that mindset from Ron Wolf era, drafting <laughs> wide receivers and offensive line. We can't address the defense. Right, right, right. Let's get into these last six picks, man. We have right. the LA Rams seven and four heading into Arizona six and five. Rams divisional clash. They, they should be pissed off. Uh, they dropped the divisional clash against the 49ers last week. Um, I like the Rams are my team, my closet team. Uh, I know I'm a resident Packer fan, but the Rams are definitely a team that I root for secretly. I like Sean McVay and his offense to get back on track. Garrett, Jared Goff has to stop being so damn inconsistent. Um, that defense played well enough for them to win. I think they carry that into the, this game this weekend, and they get the W. Okay. Okay, so you see them getting a W over Arizona. I did hear you yeah, say I think that. Yeah, I think Arizona's starting to become the team that, that everyone expected them to be. They were they were good early, but I think Arizona is starting to what, fall into that eight and eight, nine and seven type ball club, and that's nothing wrong with that for a second year in that uh with that regime. True. All right, New York Giants four and seven at Seattle eight and three. Um, I don't I don't sleep on the Giants because they're they're actually starting to look up. Granted, they're four and seven. They're they're not really going to make any noise, but hey, they it looks like they have a lot of heart there. You know, you said don't sleep. No, no, no. I, I'm gonna put you your feet to the fire. You said don't sleep on them. Upset, yeah. upset alert, upset alert. Uh, 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 yeah. Let's let's say upset alert. I'll take the Giants over Seattle. I'll take them. Okay, there you go. I like it, man. I'll like, take them. Go with go with that pick. <laughs> I'll take them over Seattle. Seattle's having I'm like I'm definitely taking I'm definitely taking Seattle and Russell Wilson. <laughs> like I set you up right there. I'm definitely taking Seattle and Russell Wilson to get the W. Um they're gonna put Dallas is never out of it because these no team no team will flex their muscle and stretch uh uh stretch away from uh the pack. Daniel Jones, I believe he's out this week. Uh I see Russell Wilson getting a W, big time W. Who who's the Giants backup? Do you know? I'm not sure. I should have wrote that in my notes. I apologize, but not sure who the same here. Is. I I'm like, it's, it's Colt McCoy. It's Colt McCoy. Yeah, there that we go. A young, a young mind. <laughs> Colt McCoy. <laughs> Last time Colt McCoy had a good game, I think I was two years removed from going to senior prom. So <laughs> I'm not, Colt McCoy is not not it. Oh my god! All right, this this one is for you. I'm not going to say anything on this one. You already know who I'm picking. I don't have to say who I'm picking for this one. Philadelphia three and seven at Green Bay eight and three. Last year, Seattle, uh, Seattle ah, the Eagles came into Lambeau on a Thursday night and broke my heart early in the season. Aaron Rodgers threw a late game interception that sealed the game. Um, I think the room in the, the talk in the locker room should be don't take anyone for granted. 
get after these boys, rattle Carson Wentz, and I want to see Jalen Hurts in that game. Because if Jalen Hurts is in that game, that means we've done enough to secure the W. So I got my Packers. Now I'll put telling you my Packers are scoring 40 points this weekend. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. we're scoring 40 points. We're going <laughs> to end Philadelphia season this year. I'm a big fan of Doug Peterson, former backup in Green Bay to Brett Favre. Um, Carson Wentz, man, I got to get off that bandwagon. Uh, a year ago, a, a year ago, I was telling people he was better than Dak Prescott. Now he's making me look foolish. Um, I like Green Bay big time. But Green Bay, their prove-it game for me that I'll know if my team is ready for Super Bowl contention. Tennessee, Week 16 at Lambeau. Derrick Henry and those boys come to Green Bay. If we handle them well, expect Green Bay to do big things in the playoffs. Okay, okay. Um, how about New England, 5-6 and six at L.A. Chargers, 3-8? and eight. Uh, This is – did they forget about the GOAT? I, I I put this question up last week, bro. Did they forget? Bill Belichick has this team back in the playoff contention. You called they that last week, too. Yep. They're a game behind. They're a game behind, record-wise, in the win column to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with who at quarterback? Tom so Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> Can we start giving Bill Belichick his credit? I don't care what kind of quarterback play he's getting from Cam Newton. He had eight guys sit out for COVID reasons. I know I'm getting excited here. Because I'm just amazed at the coaching job. This is the coach of the year. If they finish, if they finish above 500 and sneak it back door into the playoffs, Bill Belichick is your coach of the year. Today, Cam Newton plays his best game of the season, and and New England plays their best game of this of the season all around. Offense, defense, special teams. New England Rose. All right. How about Denver four and seven at Kansas City ten and one? Ah, Kansas City. We shouldn't even spend much time on this. <laughs> yeah, Kansas City. No, I don't. Yeah. It's just so hard to stop them. I, I see them. I, I can see them going back to the Super Bowl for the AFC this year. Ah, uh, definitely is my Super Bowl pick to come out of the AFC if they get. Uh, Tennessee will probably be a small roadblock, but uh, Pat Mahomes is in his his um his first prime. It's it, always two primes for quarterbacks. He's in that first tier of his prime. Nobody's going to stop him. It's going to really take a, a a masterful game plan, and I don't think anyone has it yet. Yeah. And I think Kansas City is the favorite in the AFC. I agree. I feel like you have to you have to have twenty four players on defense to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I'm telling yeah, you once, that once Dale puts that rule in, and they can put the kibosh on that team. Because it's just crazy, and I say this about the Bears all the time. It's just so cool seeing a high flying offense like that who can scheme guys open. You know, like it, it, like you 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 will want your team to be able to do something like that too. You don't want them to. Do to use the exact blueprint as the other team, but you want to see your guys go out and make beautiful plays as well as, 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 as excuse me, I can't talk for some reason, opposed to everything just being the same elementary play call, you know. And this oh, just in yeah. the actually it's looking like there's two Monday night games tonight because it just pulled up Buffalo eight and three at San Francisco five and six. So I think um, <laughs> this I could have went upset here. But I don't, I don't like the inconsistency and the injury bug has hit San Fran too hard. And I think they're, the Super Bowl hangover is real. So I think they dropped this when Buffalo picks up a game against their uh, division foe, the New Englands and the Miamis. But those other teams are going to keep pace. That's why it's crucial that Buffalo gets this W. Would I be surprised if San Francisco won? Probably. But Buffalo needs to flex their muscle and send a message to the other teams in that division that they're, they're going to win outside their division, inside the division, and probably be the team to beat. So Buff, this is a big game for Buffalo. San Francisco is not to be taken lightly. Nope. Have a good coach, but I just don't think San Francisco has enough this late in the year to pull off a game like this. I think I'm rocking with Buffalo as well on that one, my dude. Oh, yeah. With that one being said, it looks like we gave them all of our Week 13 picks. Now we just have to sit back and watch and see if it comes into fruition. 
Hey, Devon, man, enjoy your Sunday, man. I know this is a diverse podcast, line for line. I just want to tell people depression, anxiety is real. Protect your mental health. Um, that's the reason that I was away from my podcast, football all the time, but I will be back. And those are some of the reasons that kept me away. But Devon, just let your listeners know, man, protect your mental health, bro. Yes, sir. I definitely appreciate you for coming back, bro. And you know we support you whatever you're doing, sir. All right, man. Take care, man. Enjoy the football. All right, Sunday. man. You have a blessed one. You too.